Welcome to Tales from Oz. This is our first episode, and we'll be about who we are, why we came to Australia, and what do we think about our experience here. So starting with myself, I left the UK and came here when I was 24. I've been here now for just three years, and that was my first time I've ever been to Australia. Why I came here? Well, just uh, for context, the timing in my life was was right. I just graduated uni about a year ago um, and working my first job, my family were setting up the family home. So that had me thinking, you know, I'm working in London, have to pay rent on my own. It's awfully expensive. So why not somewhere else? And um, I was thinking either Canada, maybe, or the States, uh, perhaps uh, Asia. And uh, Australia was suggested, so I thought, why not? What better place than Australia? So that's when I decided to come to Sydney. How about yourself, Rumbi? When did you uh, when did you come here? Uh, yes, yeah, so I came to Australia when I was eighteen, um, and it's been sixteen years now. Oh wow! Um, and counting. <laughs> so I was born in Zimbabwe, and I grew up in the second capital, known as Bulawayo, um, and uh, I guess I came over for university. Um, initially. So at the time that I came, there was an economic downturn in Zimbabwe, as a lot of people would know. And it had become quite common for a lot of people to go overseas for university. The plan was I would go back after my studies. Right. But um, I don't know. I just stuck around and, and here I am. 16 Still years. Here. <laughs> Still here. <laughs> so for myself, um, I'm from Taiwan and I've been here almost three years as well. I've actually been to Australia five, six years ago for three months, which that made me fall in love with Australia. So I've been to UK for two years almost. I don't really enjoy the staying there. I went there to study and I went back home and then I decided I want to seek some adventure. So I come to Australia. Brilliant. So what were our expectations of Australia before we came? Uh, should we start with you, Ruby? Oh, expectations. <laughs> so growing up, um, you know, we'd watch a lot of TV from all over the world. And one of the shows uh, that we used to watch actually was Skippy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we know where this is going. So Skippy and I remember Home and Away as well. And I used to just imagine Australia as this um, beach everywhere lots of beach everywhere which for the most part that's, that's um, true. you know more or less true all yeah. around the coast um and i expected a lot more kangaroos um, <laughs> everywhere um i didn't really know know that much something else that i really didn't um estimate properly was just the the distance of australia to yeah. everywhere else in the world it's so, so far, far. <laughs> how about you guys before I came, funny enough, my dad was actually saying, like, well, what, what can you find in Australia? It's a desert. <laughs> like, that's just land. There's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, for myself, um, it, was, it was much the same. We didn't, in the UK, there wasn't much of a, a presence or awareness of what Australia 
is or was apart from the standard stereotypes of it being a uh, convict colony <laughs> and being full of um, <laughs> full of uh, dangerous animals um, just, that was ready to pounce on you at any moment and obviously lots of beaches because we, you know we had home and away and neighbors so that's what it kind of looked like to that's how it was portrayed to us i also knew that obviously there was a lot of you know having studied geology then there was a lot of um, natural uh, resource extraction a lot of mining going on um, in Australia. So that's really what I thought. Australia, just a lot of empty land, beaches, um, mining, and um, also I knew that my my idea of Sydney was that it was like a, which turned out to be partially true, there was a, like a cosmopolitan business hub, and that was about the extent I didn't really know anything else about uh, the, ge- the geography at all, <laughs> the, how big Australia was. Yeah, that was all unknown to me before I arrived. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so what do you I like the Mosem? You know, after the first impression, after 16 years, what do you find it? Why, what makes you stay for 16 years? We're on lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) Shall I start? Yeah, go for it. So for myself, one of the, um, one of the pros I I feel since, um, since coming and working here more specifically is that um, for context, I had been working for about a year in London prior to coming here. And uh, the the work life balance definitely I feel compared with uh, in the UK at least a lot more relaxed than that. I think there's a lot more emphasis on maintaining some sort of a balance. Uh, for example, um, clocking up after five or six um, was um, it's, it's not shameful to leave work on the dot, um, whereas it might be frowned upon um, back home. Um, another thing, for example, I suppose which um, which speaks to the the attitude towards work-life balance is there being four weeks annual leave per year here uh, mandated by fair work uh, in the uk it would be unheard of you know you just want to spend a whole month not working <laughs> you can't really tell your employer that but here it's by law um, so what do you so get in the uk you get two weeks we get two weeks of um of wow. leave, paid leave per year mm-hmm. um and anything after that is unpaid whereas here we get four weeks and we get long service leave after i think it's eight years in Ten. new south wales 10 years New yes, South Wales might be seven or eight years, yeah. but then right. ten years extra in month. some other places. Yeah. yeah. So work-life balance, I think, and uh, focus on on um, on enjoying your life outside of your work life. Um, that was uh, for in terms of the everyday life. I think that was that was really big. You know, it wasn't weird to be. For example, I, in the UK, you wouldn't have trivia on a Monday or a Tuesday. You wouldn't have pub trivia Tuesday. at the beginning of the week. Tuesday. Whereas here, that's not unheard of. You know, you can have um, happy hour on a Tuesday. That's not. <laughs> You don't have a drinking problem if you if you do that. I was here, so it's it's fine. So that's that's one of the um, the pros that I found. How about you, Sabrina? Um, I think the work life balance for sure. I've only I've only been working for a really short amount of time in Taiwan, but um, yeah, I I didn't want to leave the company if my boss was still there. Like he just feel weird. So yeah, I always have to stay. Do you mean at the end of each day? Yeah, like okay. I always have to stay till my boss. Days leave the company so it wasn't that great experience but like here every day i can leave at four thirty five depends how like when i get to work obviously but yeah 7.6 hours that's all i need so you and, do your time yeah do my you can time leave and, the day. yeah but i think the most attractive part of australia compared with uk um because I think Australia are really friendly, which reminds me of Taiwanese people. Like, we're just friendly. When you go to mm. a bank, when you open a bank account, they will just come to talk to you. 
even just while you're in waiting line, they will still chat to you for, I don't know, weather or white hair or, you know, just random stuff, which you will feel like, oh, you are actually welcome here. Mm-hmm. There's no like, oh, because you're a foreigner, because you look different, you know, so we don't want to talk to you or we assume blah, blah, blah. So I think that's a great part about Australia. I see. Do you think the Australians are friendly, Ruby? Uh, yeah, definitely. So that kind of um, uh, leads into my um, pro for, for living here. And it's the multicultural experience. So I think, um, especially in cities like Melbourne, there's definitely so much multiculturalism. Um, that's something I've definitely enjoyed. And with that as well, that experience of getting to learn about a lot of other different cultures and backgrounds is growth. So everything that I kind of thought or assumed about different cultures growing up, I actually get to kind of talk to people from those different backgrounds and learn about their, their cultures and, and get to enjoy that diversity as well. Yeah, definitely. I'd say very, very friendly overall. Yeah, true. Multicultural, yeah. Like it's really easy to make friends with non-Australian. Australia. Oh, you mean like... Um... I suppose it depends where in the country you are in Sydney for sure because there's so much uh with so much immigration. Mm-hmm. Um I think the statistic a few years ago was that actually one in third resi- one in three residents in Australia were actually born overseas. Mm-hmm. And that's residents, so it's not even counting those on visas. So um I th- I think you're you're absolutely correct. When you look in the street there are so you see so many um, people speaking out different languages and obviously coming from elsewhere. Well like in your workplace, right? All of them are British. Uh, pretty much all of them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, really? British, None so. of them. Australian, yeah, we have so. a couple of Australians, but those who are Australians identify as Greek Australian or Italian Australian. So we don't really have any, um, you know, those who would say they're true blue um, Aussie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, even, even in the workplace in, in the city, it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely very multicultural. And um, I think just like what you said, no one feels like they're the outsider because everyone is, everyone's together an outsider. So Yeah. <laughs> But I guess on the downside of multicultural is discrimination, especially in this period of time, you know, the COVID things. And obviously we've seen the news all around the world. So, but that thing is still kind of happening. Have you guys ever experienced anything in person? Those discrimination? For me personally, not so much. Now, obviously I'm... um, Once you start talking. (laughs) Once I speak, yeah, once I start speaking for those who um, haven't seen me i am well i i am chinese um, i am probably chinese uh, although that wouldn't be obvious from my voice alone so funny enough when i speak I, when I speak with people on the phone um and i meet with them later they don't um they don't realize that oh this is the guy um that i, I was wanting to meet up with mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'll say hi i'm here and now. your name being tony as well exactly so on the phone they expect uh, and you know uh, what a, the stereotype of what an englishman looks like <laughs> or hugh grant turning up to meet them in uh, like downstairs um instead it's it's um it's a it's a chinese person and that's what i look like and i think there is there's not i haven't really experienced any overt uh racism or discrimination in sydney myself um i suppose there is perhaps that pretext or um or uh preconceptions uh when someone first sees me before i interact or before i say hi how are you um they'll they won't be sure um can i speak english for example but they won't have a voice things like that and i suppose any of these um these illusions dissolve when i do interact with someone but um i suppose only to the extent that the way i look and everyone naturally everyone judges a book by its cover mm. um so i, I guess i've been fortunate 
because of the way I speak and because English is my first language, then uh, not really. No. Yourself? Uh, yeah, I guess I'd say um, probably I haven't experienced anything overt directly towards myself, but more as a systemic thing. Mm. I have obviously observed and seen that in certain arenas and areas uh, in the country, these issues do crop up. Um, you know, it's not a secret that in general, and I guess this is not unique to Australia alone, but globally, um, there's always prejudices um, and it's within all of us. There's always biases that we have. Um, and you do hear of stories, for example, um, in employment, where people say they've changed their names to something a bit more Caucasian um, because they they showed that if the recruiter couldn't pronounce the name, you were less right. likely to go through to the interview yep. stage. And yeah. a lot of companies have put in place measures now where they de-identify the resumes at that earlier stage of recruitment. And so I think, you know, um, while there are these issues systemically, there's a lot of awareness and there's a lot of proactive movement um, to try and kind of um, deal with these things head on. So, yeah, that's yeah. what I'll, I'll say about that. I completely agree. Um, I guess for myself, I'm, I consider myself really fortunate, even though I, I, I'm not coming from an um, English-speaking background, uh, but I never felt that I don't belong here. I've met some couple of friends, like, even they can speak English really well, but they just never felt this, this, this is their place um, or home, even though, yeah, they still feel outside. But I, myself, I never actually felt that until very recently. But I guess this is, well, this definitely happened to a lot of people. I don't think this is a, a really serious incident, but it's just awareness that sometimes people will have this assumption. So... When there's one Friday night I was drinking with my colleagues and um, a guy from the next table, he just came up and he was like, oh, where are you from? Are you from Japan? Or are you from Korea? Like sometimes it was funny, but then mm -hmm. it's actually not that right to just assume mm -hmm. the person like without even just asking where you're from. It's a bit rude mm -hmm. in the first instance but it could be australia you know? yeah it could australia. Be australia just because i look this way it doesn't mean yeah. i'm from overseas so mm. yeah so uh, at the moment it doesn't it didn't really strike me as oh this person's being rude or something but because i've kind of experienced that mm -hmm. quite often like people just come up with me and they ask like where are you from mm -hmm. but then but then because he was like oh you're chinese are you from Wuhan and then oh, no. obviously you know and it's like obviously people is just trying to be funny but then sometimes it's a bit it's not that comfortable to receive this kind of yeah. message mm. of course yeah mm. it's kind of Definitely like highlighting not. that you're different somehow yeah like, who are you <laughs> and actually that brings up a good point because this was in more of like a social setting right it was in a pub yeah um do you think as well that within the workplace because there's so much awareness um and messaging around being more appropriate that people are experiencing these things less in the workplace and still a little bit more on the social side of things do we mm. think that that's that's the case or i don't know i i've never experienced any of this in workplace mm. even though in my workplace majority of them are actually australian mm -hmm. i don't actually experience any in this and i feel like even if I experience anything, will be I cause that problem. Like I don't 
I didn't speak up or I,、mm-hmm. I don't have enough courage or I didn't have enough confidence、mm-hmm. rather than what they put it on me.、Mm. That's how I feel.、Uh, for myself, I think uniquely to my workplace, a lot of the employees <laughs> are、um, from overseas anyway,、um, are you know, in- English or,、um, or British or Irish.、Um, so I feel like it would never be an issue specific to where I work now.、Um, I mean, there's a point where、um, I suppose no one really assumes anything. There was one time when. Um, I'd been liaising with somebody from another department,、um, and then in email, obviously, so not spoken. And then when we bumped into each other in the lift one day, and then we said, "Oh, you know, I'm so and so. Oh, you, that's that's who you are. Nice to finally meet." And then he, he then realised, "Oh, you're you're English," and and so was he. So we never really.、Um, I, I guess everyone kind of assumed that we were all Australian, possibly not that we could be from somewhere else.、Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I suppose that's that might just be unique to where I work. Uh, and I guess I'm fortunate in that I I confidently confidently say there's probably not much、uh, racial discrimination or or、um, bias、uh, in where I work.、Hmm. You have you experienced anything in the workplace? I definitely say no.、Um, just to speak specifically, obviously about where I work now,、um, I can confidently say that would not be tolerated.、Um, and They're quite、um, upfront and、um, with the messaging around that.、Um, so I think it's、uh, and it's conversations that are actually encouraged as well around the workplace about discussing where people may actually be feeling like they can't bring their whole selves to work because of any of these potential biases um, and um, prejudices that may be there within the workplace and、um, challenging them head on. So I'd say no within the workplace. I'd say more socially though, when you're outside of your、um, title of work、mm-hmm. or whatever it is you do,、you're, yeah, then you don't really have that protection. I'll call it protection. Exactly、yeah. right.、Um, that kind of leaves you a bit more exposed. Say, for example,、uh, maybe at the beach or you know, because you're not under the banner of a company. That's where these prejudices seem、mm. to be a bit more、uh, prevalent. Yeah. That's a that's a really good point you raise actually,、um, because even in and I suppose this is just generally or just in big cities anyway where there's a lot of tourism. It's no secret that in big cities like、um, well where I come from in London for example or in Sydney as well there are a lot of Chinese people.、Mm-hmm. So it's if I don't say anything it's easy to be mistaken as being a tourist even though、mm-hmm. you know I'm living here paying tax I've got a job here.、Um, if it's on a weekend we don't have that protection of.、Um, Being in work clothes or、mm-hmm. being in the workplace, then、um, anyone can make that judgment, and、um, and sometimes you even got to defend your title and to make clear that actually no, I'm not a stranger. I know what's going on here.、Um, and this wasn't this. I suppose this isn't just an Australia thing. Because even in London,、uh, someone mistook me for for being a, a tourist as well. Um, you know how where where are you staying? You know how long you've been here? And I'll say you know I've been I've been here for you know I li- I'm from up the road, been here for twenty four years.、Um, how about yourself? So、um, so I, it's it's an easy mistake to be made when you've got a lot of tourism,、mm. and、um, that's a very valid point. I sp-、um, if you you know people can just see you、um, in the street and they'll make a, a, you know an opinion on who you might be.、Mm-hmm. Would you <laughs> recommend anyone come? I would recommend if anyone got the opportunity to just travel outside of their their home, outside of their city, outside of their country. It's 
being such an eye-opener for me um it just helps to uh, give you a different perspective of the world in general and i think that's just invaluable uh specifically for australia i would say you know um it depends what what you're after in life and what stage of your life you're at as well um uni wise i might suggest other countries just to yeah. be completely honest but as a as an experience some of the things that you both mentioned earlier like work-life balance um and just a more easygoing lifestyle easy i going. would definitely say yeah. australia this yeah. is the place for you if that's what you're after to have like a year exchange that kind of working holiday that could be good actually then you kind of get to sense whether it's something that would work for you or not so much mm, true um myself i would i would agree with you there um it, and it as you said it really depends on what you're after and as well your your age um but i feel like there is something for everyone in australia um for example if you're um you're, you want to take a gap year or you, you just want to experience something different or want to go backpacking Australia is um, a huge country and vast, um, not just in ge geographical terms, but also the the, the culture between the cities. Um, the different capital cities has such different character as well. Um, so, you know, if you want the, a, a more laid back um, feel or if you want something a bit more cosmopolitan or you want uh, somewhere where there's lots of arts, there's a city um, mm. for that. Um, so if you are if you're young, you want to experience just like a working holiday even. Um, absolutely, I would, I'd recommend coming over. And uh, for someone who wants to relocate um, their career, perhaps, um, that was partly myself as well with um, Brexit. That was a factor. There was, there was a Brexit going on. There was, um, I knew in 2016 there, was going to be, there wasn't going to be as much of a scope for growth with the oncoming um, uncertainty uh, for wages and whatever, all the companies pulling out. So it was kind of a safe haven, I felt, uh, to jump ship and run to Australia. And I feel that it has been... A really good working environment for someone who wants to build their career mm -hmm. and i think there's also a um in terms of the the talent pool here as well uh if you are slightly more established there i think there are definitely are opportunities as well and a lot of funding to try and uh, bring talent into the country um so no matter where you are in your career or, or education i think absolutely it's it's worth experiencing um it might not be your first choice but it's um it's um compared with say you might you might look at other uh, financial hubs for example i think that might be a better place but i think the unique mix of opportunity and the working the working culture uh, makes it very easy and accessible mm. i think i would agree because what we just talked about the mixed culture wise um for someone who doesn't speak english as their first language um i think australia is a good place to start because you don't feel that stressful you mm -hmm. can't really speak English and everyone everyone on the street is willing to talk to you like there's one day we just walk on the street and a stranger with his dog and he just start talking to us about a cat <laughs> like so there's just you know like it's so easy to 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 have a conversation with anyone and then so even you don't really speak English or even you can only speak a couple words or you know, you don't feel confidence, I think here would be a really good start point to, to try an error because there's so many ways to get connection with so many different people around the world. Um, and then you can slowly to discover what you actually wanted to do, to, to know what's your goal or what you're trying to get out from then. I think that's a brilliant factor which um, we... 
that you raised there, uh, the large expat community here, the, the, the fact there's so much immigration, that it's mm-hmm. easy to meet people who are actually, if you did come to this country, there will be so many others who are in the same position as you or who were in your position just a couple of years ago when they mm-hmm. first came. So I think it's really, really important to, to bear that in mind as well, that um, it's not like you're coming to, of course, unless you go to a rural area, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But if you go to a city, um, just like you said, the story you said where some uh, gentleman spoke to you about a cat, uh, a stray cat. Randomly. That was just That's in a city. So Bear in mind, that was in, <laughs> that was in Sydney. Um, you can definitely strike a conversation with people and mm-hmm. uh, find a network if you, if you wanted to. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, so there's a sort of, there's that sense of community and also, um, I guess, empathy, just to kind of uh, speak to that point that you said, there's so many people that have been in that position or are in that same position Mm -hmm. as well. So there's that, that sort of shared understanding without even sort of putting it in words. If you have any specific questions or comments or feedback on this episode or any topics that you're interested in, or the future that you'd like to hear about or if you have any thoughts about your own experience in Australia we'd love to hear them so feel free to pop a comment down below or send us a line in whatsapp in the description thanks for tuning in see you next week